You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, November 3rd. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We are live with Mark Porter and Bill Curlick. They're model-worthy faces. You can see in the squares there on the screen for those of you who are here live. If you're not on here live, you can always get the podcast that will go up about 30 minutes after the show. We don't add anything in there. It's just a reproduction of what we do here, but this is a semi-award-winning podcast. We are happy to have the guys here today to talk recruiting once again. Bill, it was a good week. We started out with a Halloween commitment from Caden McDonald. Anytime Ohio State can go into the South, Georgia in particular, and pull out a big guy for the middle of the defensive line, I'm excited. Please tell the people what they're getting and a little bit about his recruitment. It was a little bit hairy down the stretch. Yeah, Caden McDonald um, uh, had long had Ohio State as a top choice. Um, you know, he he's a guy that uh, is kind of what the doctor ordered, so to speak. You know, and you're looking down the road a little bit, Michigan, for instance, you know, they, they want to run the ball. Uh, that's their M.O. So you've got to be able to stop the run. And Caden McDonald is one of those guys that you can plug into the middle of the line and stop, stop the run. But he's a lot more than that. He is disruptive. If you watch his junior season highlight video, you'll be wild. I mean, he, he had a tremendous junior season, and he's only gotten better. He's in the backfield, uh, double-digit sack guy. You know, he, he is really a good player. And, and of course, the the uh, comment comes up, why didn't Georgia pursue him? Uh, they offered him but didn't really make him of the highest priority. And it's not, you know, it's simply uh, they're looking for a little bit different guy this year. Uh, they're looking for a bigger body type guy in the middle, the 6'4", 6'5", defensive tackle. That's not Kane McDonald. Uh, so they're just looking for a little bit different type of guy, but Caden McDonald is really good. Um, you know, he, he ended up picking Ohio state over Michigan. Those were his final two choices. Um, you know, everybody was talking about Oklahoma. 
uh, and they were in there, and Clemson was, was a possibility, but his final two were Iowa State, Michigan. Anytime you get a recruiting win over Michigan, Buckeye fans are happy. Yeah, I mean, he's from Suwannee, Georgia. It's big-time high school football, and he is uber productive. If you look at his numbers for a defensive tackle or defensive lineman, he's super – I mean, tackles for loss, sacks, tackles. A lot of guys that we – not Ohio State, but a lot of guys at this level that are recruited are kind of a, a projection of what a big guy could be when they get more effective. But this guy is productive, man. He's a playmaker. And if you see this, like uh, when it comes – I'm not saying this is going to happen for him, but when it comes to guys like Mike Hall, what separates the interior guys is the ones who can get the pass rush. It's one thing to be drawing two blockers and, and being the plugger in the middle of the line, a la Big Hank, who's now my Cowboys. But – if you can do that and get to the quarterback, that's when you start talking about a big-time draft pick, and Caden McDonald at least is on the way to that. Bill, do you believe he is plug-and-play? We just got that question from Kerry Brown. Well, you know, that's really tough to do as an offensive or a defensive uh, lineman, yep. you know, at a place like Ohio State. So I don't necessarily think – I mean, as good as Michael Hall has been this year, he was not that way last year. Exactly. Uh, Tyleek Williams wasn't an immediate impact guy, so on. So that's really tough to do. I think that uh, Caden will be a guy that's going to get meaningful reps. I'm talking meaningful reps, not just uh, into the game type thing, uh, by sometime in his sophomore, his second season at Ohio State. You know, could he get on the field possibly his first year? Yeah. But again, that's really tough to do at a place like Ohio State to be an impact guy. Um, you know, JT2 Evo Lalau was, was pretty darn good as a freshman, but he's not what he is now. I mean, right. he's, he's tremendous now. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I honestly think this is a little bit of an aside, but when it comes to defensive linemen, I honestly think we got spoiled by the Boses because those guys weren't just great. They were such technicians early on in their career that they were plug and play guys. And that's just, that's not a realistic expectation of any defensive lineman on the earth, really. Um, those two guys, in terms of their development, were at it like a um, – they were juniors when they were freshmen. I'll just put it that way. If you look at them technique-wise and, technique and stuff, and that's why they were so productive when they got to the league. I'm not sure I've seen any besides the – even Chase Young coming from DeMatha, which is a great program, it took him at least two years to turn into what he was. The Boses actually spoiled us, man. I'm serious. Their greatness and their 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 readiness, I think. Is that possible, Mark, that we had we were having greater expectations for others because those guys were so technically sound so early? Yeah, as I listen to you guys talk, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying where, you know, the, I've always said this about Ohio State, whether it was Sonny Styles or guys coming in early, you shouldn't be able to come into a program like Ohio State and beat out grown-ass men that have been working out with Coach Mariotti for three years and just take their job. If you do do that, then you've been the truly special recruit that all recruiting analysts covet, the you know the, the plug-and-play guy. But in places like Ohio State, there should, everyone that came before you was a plug-and-play type also. So it's like this you know conflict. Everyone can't be plug-and-play every year. You can't just keep bringing in all these guys that you think are this special. Uh, so when you back up special with special beyond special, that you guys are nailing it. It's going to take a year or two. 
they're great and they're showing the traits and he's got the explosiveness. He's got the power. Is he doing it against great competition? Is he doing it against grown men that are, you know, fighting for their lives and their job? And now they're fighting for NIL money. And you're just going to walk in as an 18 year old with no off season program and, and shine in a, in a big, t- it's really a big ask and it's no shame that they can't do it. And it's not like, well, he's not that great of a recruit. Cause you guys have pointed out. Wow. Chase Young took a couple of years. Michael Hall took a couple, all these guys took up and they're going to be first round picks and the top of the food chain, tip of the spear type players. But man, at that position with that type of size and strength on both sides of the ball on every team, you just don't come out of high school that ready made. And that's not a knock. That's just, you know, Hey, what you have to do at this level. It's not like you're like a Mac program where, wow, this freshman can jump ahead of the whole group because we did nail a special one, you know, that, that has traits that our other guys don't have. Everybody has these traits at Ohio state. The difference in the Bosa's I'd say, so here's what we're looking for now. If your dad played defensive end, it was a first round draft pick. If your uncle played defensive end at Ohio state, it was a first round draft pick. If you then attend the best private school in Florida for football and your dad owns a gym, you can be plug and play. I don't see that happening again. And, and you nailed it. There was so much prior development, and you even nailed it with his technique, his hand fighting, his spin moves, his burst off the ball. Um, a lot of kids I see like that, we call them tuned up. Like, he's maxed out. Like, you're right. not going to get anything else out of him, and it's almost a knock on players where somebody had a dad who owns a gym or whatever that story is, and it repeats – but yep. a lot of times the kid's 5'11", 200, and he's tuned up. And, boy, what a player and what a statistical high school career. But there's nothing left on that bone. This happened in a player who had a special skill set, the length, the size, and then obviously NFL-type capabilities. But, yeah, he was tuned up, for lack of a better word, coming out of the gate. And I think, you know, we all expected Jack Sawyer to be the lost Bosa brother. I think what this just means is we just need to have some patience. There's a very good chance Jack will come on more towards the end of this year and be what he was next year. I just think sometimes we get spoiled here by guys who arrive um, with a little bit of a different background. And, and out of Jack right now, as I'm doing some of the irons, guys, you're seeing a spark out of him. He had a pass rush this week where he spun around that defensive or that offensive tackle, and you could have swore it was a Bosa. So you're going to see a flash of it, and you're going to see a week or two where he's you know, regret almost like Chase Harrison or, you know, like, you know, like it's going to be a, a, a exactly. progress and, or, you know, like you're going to see it. And then hopefully by sophomore year, long lost brother, here it is, you know, it's yep. turned on, but it's just a big ask for young kids. For sure. All right, Bill, speaking of a big ask, everyone's expecting you to bring Damon Wilson to Ohio state. Will you be able to pull <laughs> it off? Well, uh, Damon Wilson, let's go back. Um, Last spring, I was talking to Damon, and he, the one school from even last spring, he told me flat out he was going to make an official visit to was not Florida or Georgia or Alabama. You know, it was Ohio State. You know, he he said, I'm going to make an official visit to Ohio State. And that was last spring. And he kind of continued that in the summer. But he told me, you know, I'm going to wait till. Uh, I'm not going to do those official visits in the summer. And, you know, he, for the most part, followed that. Um, But I knew 
from the beginning, this kid is really serious about Ohio State. Um, he did make that official visit for the Notre Dame game, and it went extremely well. Um, I had somebody tell me that weekend, after that weekend, that was very involved that weekend with the weekend, that this is going to come down to Ohio State or Georgia, they said. Uh, they, they, they liked where Ohio State was at at that point. But they knew Georgia was still out there, and it's going to come down to one of the two schools. Now, Alabama, they're involved too, but I still think that as I felt and wrote and was told at the time, I still think it's Ohio State and Georgia. Now, uh, he's going to, it looks like, visit Georgia this weekend for the uh, Tennessee-Georgia game along with everybody else in that part of the country and other parts of the country that is a great player, it seems they're going to be at that game. Um, he hasn't said 100% for sure he'll make it there, but that's his plan. So, you know, let's see, first of all, does he actually make it to that game? I, and I, he probably will, but let's see if he makes it to that game. Uh, he makes it to that game. Does that mean that he's going to Georgia? My answer is in you know, without a doubt, that doesn't mean he's going to end up at Georgia. Uh, and I will use Caden McDonald as the case in point. Um, Caden McDonald made his official visit to Ohio State in September. I believe it was September 24th. I'm virtually certain for the Wisconsin game. He then subsequently made an official visit to Oklahoma. Then his last visit right before his decision, his announcement, that was to Clemson. And lo and behold, those two schools didn't end up Oklahoma and Clemson in his final th final two. It was Ohio State and Michigan. So while I do think the first and last official visit that can be important or the first and last visit period can be important, it's not always an indicator of where the kid is going to end up. You know, I still have Damon Wilson uh, to Ohio State right now, and let's see what happens this weekend. Let's see if he makes it there. Let's see how that visit goes. Let's you know, let's see what happens. Uh, but you know, I continue to think it's Ohio State or Georgia. I continue to have Ohio State as a slight leader right now, and, and let's see what happens um, after this weekend. Uh, keep in mind, Ohio State still has kind of a big game on the schedule there: Ohio State and Michigan. Maybe Damon Wilson's last visit is for that game. He hasn't said exactly when he's going to announce yet. Um, so let's see what happens. We have discussed the last visit theory on the podcast so many times over the years that uh, I don't even know if I'm legally obligated to comment on it. So <laughs> these guys, Ask yourself this question, people. If someone offered you a free ticket this weekend to go see what's arguably the number one sporting event on the earth this weekend, you'd go. Obviously, I'm not a baseball fan. Um, <laughs> before we go to break, Bill, when we talk Damon Wilson, we must talk about the other two triplets, Mateo Uyungle and Keon Keeley. This podcast would not actually go through the mixer without comments on them. Please Update the people. If there's I just, an update. Checked, yeah, I just checked with somebody on Mateo, not uh, you know, pretty recently, and same thing. You know, he's probably going to go the distance, so to speak, and, and not decide until the end. Um, you know, which way is he going to go? You know, I think you know we don't know that right now for sure. I don't think he knows it for sure. Uh, High State, USC, Oregon; those are still the big three. Um, 
if I absolutely had to pick right now, I would pick Ohio State as the winner. But again, we're going to have to wait and see. You know, he, I, I honestly believe he hasn't made a decision yet. And, and, and those involved tell me that same thing. Uh, Keon, if I had to pick right now, I'd, I'd say uh, Alabama probably has the edge. But I think Ohio State is right there with him, too. I'm just going with what I have said for quite some time. I think Ohio State lands one of those three guys and possibly two. Uh, we'll see how it goes. And if they land one or if they hit it out of the park and get two, what a, what a defensive line class this would be. I mean, you're talking about Will Smith uh, as an interior guy who is really good. He's a different guy than Caden McDonald. So that's great. You got two different types of defensive tackles that are both great players. You've got Jason Moore, who could play and or tackle. Great player. That gives him some flexibility there. And then if you get one of the big three or if you get two of them, that's a tremendous, diverse, talented group. Yeah, I mean, if they could get even one to to be the fourth of the group you just mentioned, Jay, don't sleep on Jason Moore, people. Jason Moore is Richard Seymour reincarnated, and uh, I'm telling you, just wait. Guys who come from Demac that are from that pedigree, I know I always talk about this. His brother's the guy from Villanova who tore his Achilles in the Final Four last year. This is no joke, man. Um, and the versatility. Very impressive, Bill, the way you and the way you describe that, the kind of different pieces to fit in there. And we see our defensive line now with, you know, the Michael Halls and the and the JTs of the world and how they look different and bring different skill sets to the mix. It's 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 uh, pleasant gluttony. All right, we're gonna take a quick break here and then come back so we can pay some podcast bills. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. And we are back. We marked that 17 minutes. Okay, gentlemen. This weekend, we are in Ohio. Playoff festivities kicked off last weekend. Um, definitely some fun stuff going on. Mark, you are working on your Buckeye in the Sky for this past weekend, which is going to be another award-winning effort. You saw some very tough, including one guy 
who made a point to run up to you and say hi. Why don't you set the scene for us? Yeah, uh, as Bill knows, you start covering these kids when they're so young, and a lot of times you're the first guy that actually pats them on the back and lets them know they're actually a prospect. And Jermaine Matthews, pick six, comes down the sidelines, and I think he recognized, runs right over the camera. They put on the turnover chain, and, you know, it was a fun moment for him, fun moment for the fans when they get to see it. But that was like a cool thing for Bucknutters. You have an Ohio State guy making a play, and then he had a nice touchdown right before halftime. I love when these guys show up and we're there for a half. Bill and I have watched many corners who go into a game and they don't have a highlight for days because no one throws a ball at them. So when you get a pick six for a touchdown and some other big plays, it's a great night. He looks fantastic. He looks confident. He looks like he's having fun out there. Uh, the Winton Woods team uh, had a little sputter. It started a little rough for them in the game. And then the next thing you know, you saw all the gear start to kick. Uh, Trey Cornish, the running back that was uh, committed to Georgia Tech there. He was someone that, you know, burst onto the scene this senior year. He's got a big statistical year. Uh, he picked up Michigan State, Kentucky, and others in the last week or so. So he's going to be a hot name coming here in the next month or so, what he's going to do in recruiting circles. Uh, Raphael Green, the big offensive lineman down there. They have a couple receivers. Uh, obviously, the other corner headed to West Virginia. So Winton Woods is obviously a big-time program, headed probably maybe to the Final Four State Championship this year. Uh, I got a chance to check out St. Xavier versus Fairfield. Uh, Ted Hammond at St. Xavier, the, the big guy on the field there, he is a monster. He's so much bigger than I remember him a year ago as a defensive lineman. I think he'll be someone we're talking about later on. Uh, I would also went over to see Coleraine. They had a couple players. We'll break down on film for you that are picking up Mac offers, maybe getting into that power five range. They may be blowing up some long athletes. Uh, and then we could talk about where we're going on the road this week, but uh, Bill had uh, Olin Tangi with the Grover, the tight end, probably the best all-around tight end in Ohio, and uh, Wiley at receiver. So there's, there's a great film, and I'm not even mentioning a few of the sleepers and some of the other guys we're putting in there. But it was a big week last week, and, of course, next week it's going to be even bigger. I have some big uh, films to break down. Uh, it seems like most of, the, hold on a sec, most of the defensive backs Ohio State is in the mix with. Their statistics are like what you mentioned. They got the island to themselves. Why do people keep trying Jermaine Matthews? This, <laughs> he has like multiple pick six for touchdowns. Do something else. And, and they rolled out right to him. I mean, it was like they rolled out. He was the only one in the flats. And, yeah, at, at some point, though, I don't know if quarterbacks realize who they're throwing to. I think they're just reading things and they think things are open. But you, you think the scouting report would be, yeah, don't do it. Look the other way, dude. Go ahead, Bill. Dan, that's a great lead-in for what I was going to say. Uh, listen to this. This is this is kind of crazy. Jermaine Matthews, the season he's had, you know, he has played just a handful of plays all season on offense. He, I don't think he played much of even – I don't even know if he played offense before the last game this season. Yet, he has seven touchdowns this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, he's got touchdowns, uh, pick sixes. He's got him returning uh, in the return game. Seven touchdowns without playing offense is a crazy stat, and that's where he's at. You know, sometimes we sleep on Ohio guys because maybe the recruitment isn't as fierce, and, you know, we kind of take them for granted. But this guy is a stud. I mean, Cincinnati, you know, we haven't always done the best job down there. Very nice to lock into this kid. 
And I, like I said, I don't understand why people keep throwing the ball to him. They should take the Springfield approach and let Pearson take the evening off. Uh, all right. There's some good questions up here. There was one really interesting one. I thought you guys would be. Oh, Bill, let's do this one. Jeremiah Smith, wide receiver out of Florida, canceled a trip to Michigan. He's been crystal balled to Ohio State ad nauseum. I think people are asking about his timeline because he's so obviously favoring Ohio State, even though he's a 2024, they think he might want to get it over with. Have you heard the same? Well, he hasn't really. He, he originally did have a timeline. Early on, he told me that, uh, you know, I, I want to decide by X time. And, and then he kind of kicked that back. He said, no, nope, not, not in, in a big hurry anymore. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, he had an early timeline to make an announcement, make a decision, make an announcement. And, and then he decided, well, you know, I, I'm going to kick that back. I'm going to kind of I'm going to take official visits is what he told me. I don't know that uh, I think that's going to hold, you know, but the bottom line is he doesn't have an exact new timeline yet. He hasn't said, well, uh, I'm going to announce uh, by the beginning of my senior season, for instance, or I'm going to take official visits or whatever. He did say that he was uh, wanted to take official visits, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, uh, I guess the short story is he hasn't reestablished an exact timeline. I still like where Ohio state's at. We're just gonna have to wait and see what he decides as far as when. We've had Andrew Ivins on here before. He's kind of the uh, Florida guru for 24 seven sports. He is all over the Jeff Smith recruitment. We would know if there'd been a change. And as of right now, I think people can be as confident as you can be about a kid coming to a, a college. All right. Uh, why don't we do this? You guys can let us know where you're headed this weekend. And you can weigh in on this question from Yakov 22 In Ohio, do you think Canton is the best place for state championship games? Why don't you get us started, Mark? Um, there's a couple of reasons why I like it there. Uh, I don't know if there's something, I don't know if it's the best, but I don't know if there's something better. Um, those two stadiums, Maslin and Camp McKinley are high school stadiums. Yeah. The hall of fame has revamped that place. And you know what? That's really cool to play there. Um, I think what people worry about when it went down to Ohio state and some of the bigger stadiums is you get three or four or 8,000 people in there and it feels like the place is empty yep. and, and you can't fill it. There's a hollow uh, kind of a quiet feel to what I was down at the state championships from there at Ohio state. And that is cool for kids to play down there. I mean, it's certainly an experience from that level, but you lose a little bit of that. Um, being in Northeast Ohio, is it fair that everybody's got to travel up the Northeast Ohio? You know, some people are making four or five hour bus rides where the Northeast Ohio, it's right in their backyard. Is that the fairest scenario? So that's why I say it might not be the best. I wish that was located in the middle of the state, but as far as Ohio goes, there's not too many places you could hold seven games in three days and have the facilities to go back and forth and do it and, and handle the media, handle the traffic, handle the cars. So it really is a great place in Canton and Maslin to do it. There is history and tradition there, of course, you know, that kind of gives the kids uh, the wow factor. I mean, is it Nippert Stadium for the Bearcats or, you know, that even Kent and Akron, they wanted to have it at those two stadiums where you could bounce back and forth. And yeah, there's nicer stadiums there and bigger, but for high school, I don't think you need bigger. I think the coolest games I've seen at state championships are when Maslin's packed. 
and, and you feel that, you know, big time, you know, and you, and you can't get a ticket almost. That's more of a state championship feel than some of the other places. So I, I would think that that has to be the, you know, the best place, even though it's not centrally located. Where are you headed this weekend, Mark? Pickerington Central and Pickerington North play. And I want to go to that game. And I've debated it all week. I think I might send my wife to make sure we have some footage because one of those teams isn't going to be there next week. And there's prospects that I need to see there. But Toledo Central Catholics playing Avon Lake. And one of those teams isn't going to be there next week. And Perrysburg and another team are playing. So I'm probably going to have to go to Toledo to go see some teams up there that I'm, you know, know are going to get knocked out of the playoffs. But that Pickerington game just is in the back of my head, just like a beacon. Like, you know, there's 20 prospects on the field there. You know, there's so many players. And, and last year when those two teams played it, it's, you know, like we're saying, a great high school atmosphere, standing room only. Good luck getting your sideline pass. Yeah, a playoff game between two teams from the same neighborhood always lends itself to fans and some you can't do anything better than that. Being on this, and this is one of the perks of our gig, being on the sidelines for a game, a high school game that has eight or 10,000 people there, man, it's almost worth being paid what I was my first few years in this job to do that. It was incredible. I always felt so special getting a chance to do that. It was incredible. William, your thoughts on Ken and where you're headed this week? Well, I would pretty much echo everything Mark said. In fact, I think Mark hit on every point I would bring up about Canton and uh, that game. Uh, the only thing I would add is, selfishly, I'd like it in Columbus because I live in Columbus. But other than that, I think Mark hit all the points uh, of the good and the bad of, uh, of that, so to speak. As far as where I'm going this week, I think I'm contractually obligated to go to southwest Ohio because I haven't been there for at least a week. So I think that that's a must. You. Uh, but yeah, I'm going back to Southwest Ohio. I think I've been to Southwest Ohio about six or seven weekends out of the, uh, 11 so far. Um, I'm going to see Winton Woods play Hamilton Ross. Uh, I'm going to see Jermaine Matthews, uh, uh, I'm going to see, uh, just some tremendous talent. Uh, you know, we've talked about, uh, Raphael, the big offensive lineman there, um, Raphael Green, uh, Traymar, uh, Shamar Harris is another one, the wide receiver, you know, Trey Cornus, they're loaded at Winton Wood. So anxious to see that game. And, uh, uh, I was told too, that, uh, our guy, Jermaine Matthews is going to play some offense again this week. Um, so we're going to see him, uh, at cornerback. We're going to see him playing some offense. We're going to see him playing on special teams and, Maybe we'll see him selling concession stand, concessions at halftime. Who knows? But looking forward to that game. I was going to say, if this was a national broadcast, the way they're doing those like multiple platforms, you would have Jermaine Vision on, on ESPN2 with just a camera on him the whole time. And I think I would be tuned into the Jermaine cast over the main one. But uh, we appreciate these guys stopping by. You cannot get two better guys on recruiting, but you knew that. Have a great weekend. is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. 
And what brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.